At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We keep it rolling here on the Nightcap. Sean King at the lovely. Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Tim Murray, uh, studio side here. Uh, in the fourth quarter, 10 minutes to go. 92-82, Golden State with a 10-point lead over the Celtics, now a 7-point lead. So we'll keep our eyes on that. But if you're not all that invested in the NBA and want some maybe some advice on, let's say, Sean, a sport that you and I love dearly, college football, well, we bring on Brad Powers. Game of the year. Odds, uh, particular games at, out at South Point tomorrow. I'm sure Brad will be there ready to go, and he joins us right now. Hey, Brad, before we get to some game of the year lines and, and what you're kind of looking forward to, uh, discussion we had earlier this week was USC. And I, I heard you on, I think it was uh, with JVT and humans. It might have been early this week, late last week. I can't remember what it was. But you said they might be the most improved team, but also the most overrated team in the country. DraftKings right now, Brad, has USC over under nine and a half wins, minus 115 to the under. Uh, what would be your move there? Oh, under, and I've already bet under nine and a half uh, already on USC. I just, I don't see it. And I, again, I've raised USC significantly in my power ratings more than any other team in the country. And I cannot get them to a season win total of nine and a half. So hence the statement. Most improved team, but yet very overrated. I mean, right now, not only season win total market, game of the year market. I mean, there were some places that even opened USC a favorite at Utah. USC's a favorite against another top 10 team like Notre Dame. They're a favorite against the UCLA team that, that a lot of people are, are quite high on. So, I mean, and you look at the national title futures. Uh, I mean, USC's being treated like a, a clear-cut top 10, borderline top five team. And I just don't see that. What do you think their greatest issue is in year one? Because on the surface, they have all of the star power, the big-time quarterback, the, the the receivers that have transferred in from Oklahoma and Pitt. You know, is it the offensive line? Is it the defensive line? Is it the fact that USC was more down when Lincoln inherited it than, than even we thought? Yeah, so, I mean, certainly they're everything that the public likes in a team, star power, name, brand, uh, you know, the 
lot of headlining moves like, you know, Caleb Williams, the, the Bolitnikoff award winner, and Jordan Addison from Pitt. Uh, skill position talent, uh, like you wouldn't believe, a guy like Lincoln Riley, an offensive-minded coach that the public likes to bet on. But I think what a lot of people are missing is the line of scrimmage on both sides. I'm not saying that they're not talented there, but uh, they're certainly nowhere near some of the top-level programs in, in the SEC, a team like Clemson. Heck, even a team on their schedule like uh, Utah or Notre Dame, I think is substantially better at the line of scrimmage than USC. And another thing is, they could ill afford any injuries. And I mean, everyone's going to point towards the quarterback, of course, but I'm talking any position. I mean, USC has got to stay healthy at every position this year. Otherwise they got some serious issues as far as depth. So frontline players, if we're talking a seven on seven uh, game, uh, yeah, certainly USC's top five caliber team, but I just think they're, they come up way short line scrimmage and therefore I think they're overrated. Brad, two teams that were in the college football playoff last year that had a mass exodus of talent to the National Football League are Michigan and Cincinnati. Cincinnati sits there with a win total at nine, Michigan at nine and a half. How do you view those two programs for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, I actually like both. Uh, I don't think they fall back as much as what people expect, believe it or not. So I would actually lean over on both of those uh, season win totals. Number one for Michigan, uh, it's two front as far as the season win total. Number one, I think Michigan's got a very fortunate schedule. I mean, have you seen who they play in that conference? I mean, Connecticut, Hawaii, Colorado <laughs> State. I mean, I have Michigan favored in 11 of their 12 games, the only underdog role, of course, the season finale in Columbus. So, I mean, I think they're a 10-2 caliber team. That's what my power ratings say. And I think offensively, I know a lot of people are looking at the defensive losses, and rightfully so, but I think this is the best Michigan offense on paper as far as skill position, offensive line quarterback play that they've had in several years, probably – in the entire hardball era. So I think that's a little bit of mispricing there. Cincinnati, of course, is huge concern losing nine guys to the draft. I mean, for a, for a mid-major program like Cincinnati, it's, it's unheard of. In fact, it was a, the, the, the record as far as NFL draft picks for a group of five team, but they've recruited very well. They've done well in the transfer portal. Uh, I think that they're pretty stable. I, and another thing that I think people overlook is experience on the offensive line. And Cincinnati brings back all five starters on the offensive line. So I, I think the Bearcats, they're not as good as last year, but I still think they're capable of winning 10 games this year. We're talking to Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. Uh, game of the year, uh, another spot uh, coming out with their lines tomorrow out at the South Point. We will talk to Chris Andrews a little bit later on in the show. Uh, a team that maybe isn't getting the buzz because of the Texas A&M-Alabama feud between uh, uh, Kirby, or not Kirby, uh, uh, Dabo, um, Nick Jimbo. Jimbo. Okay, yeah. I'll get it right one of these times. <laughs> there it is. Jimbo uh, and Saban uh, is LSU. So they bring in Brian Kelly after a dreadful season last year. Uh, their win total right now at DraftKings sitting at seven, juice to the under. Uh, what kind of resurgence uh, do the Bayou Bengals have this year uh, with year one of Brian Kelly? Uh, I'm not buying them. I think they're improved, but I think what catches up with LSU this year is the schedule. I mean, starting week one, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are going to be on LSU in that game against Florida State. The money's already come in against LSU. I mean, William Hill opened up that game against Florida State with LSU fared by six and a half. I bet Florida State. And that, now it's down to two and a half in a lot of uh, spots so i mean that that's kind of a a tell right there that week one line 
against Florida State there that, that it's such a short line. I mean, and then you go through the schedule, Mississippi State at Auburn, Tennessee at Florida. Pulling, you know, Tennessee and Florida from the east isn't ideal. And then you're, you're in the west where, I mean, there's hardly any layups in the SEC west. And I think there'll be a significant underdog against Alabama. There'll be a significant underdog at Texas A&M. So uh, I would lean under seven wins. And I know a lot of people are in LSU country aren't going to like that. And what about Texas? You know, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, got Quinn Ewers, you know, the, the prize, the quarterback. You have to have that. If he's as good as people thought, you know, coming out of high school, going to Ohio State, they've added some other pieces. Is is Texas, I'm looking at the Big 12, at least on the surface, it doesn't seem to be as strong as recent years. Does Texas have a chance to finally get back into the conference championship picture? I mean, they're being priced that way. I mean, certainly uh, they're up there, but uh, I think they're overpriced. And, you know, one of my favorite season win total bets that I made at William Hill uh, under nine and a half on Texas. I mean, I, since Chris Andrews started posting, I think it was 2015 at the South point, every single season win total on all 130 teams. There's only one team in the country that's gone under their season win total six consecutive years. That's the Texas Longhorns. And I don't see uh, them going over at least that nine and a half. Now that's kind of a rogue number other places. And I, I think this is important. If you're going to shop at any point in the season, shop on these season win totals. I almost every single team, you can find at least a half win difference. A lot of teams, a, a full win difference. If you just shop and I'm not talking 20 different spots, just shop four or five different spots. As far as season win totals, Texas, uh, I'm going to lean under, I mean, sure. Quinn Ewers, they'll be improved in year 200 Sarkeesian, but I think Oklahoma state is just as good. And that's a road trip for Texas. I think Dave Aranda is the most underrated coach, at least defensively in the entire country. Uh, and that's not a gimme. I still think Oklahoma's better. And oh yeah, by the way, week two, the crimson side of Alabama come to town. So uh, yeah, Texas will not win 10 games. I'll so, put what, it that way. so Brad, what number would you feel comfortable taking the over. I know you like under nine and a half. It's maybe, Oh my, I would, I would market eight at most. So uh, I'm in that seven and a half to eight range. So I mean, if you can find eight and a half, go under. I mean, I, I'm just not buying Texas and look, uh, I mean, people are thinking, Oh, you got them too underrated. I, on a pure power rating, I have them in my top 25 on a pure power rating for lining up. Who's going to be favored over who on a neutral. I think Texas is the top 25 team. But you plug that into that schedule, and I'm still only getting, you know, like a 7.7 season win total for breaking it down to decimal points. Mm. We're talking once again to Brad Powers. Brad, we got about a minute and a half. We we talked about this the other day. It was kind of spitballing. Uh, I don't think either one of us were ready to fire necessarily. But if you look around, as you mentioned, shopping around, I mean, the ACC futures market is fascinating this year because it's just kind of all over the place. You can get some really juicy prices on NC State, if you like them, if you like UNC. Uh, I know a lot of people are high on Miami. Uh, what numbers, when you look at the uh, the ACC market, what, what intrigues you there in, from a futures standpoint? You know, I think a team that's undervalued might be North Carolina, and I'm saying that being a guy that had a rogue season win total under on them, but <laughs> I think that they're going to get, I mean, everything's about a number. I mean, for yeah. me, so, I mean, I could buy or sell any team depending on the number, but with that being said, I think the market might be 
At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Sleeping on North Carolina a little bit. Why? I mean, they vastly underachieved a year ago. They lose Sam Howell. They're all everything quarterback for the last three years. But I got to tell you, watching North Carolina spring game, a lot of talent at that line of scrimmage. And I'm not talking four stars. They got multiple five stars that Mac Brown's recruited. And I think that's a team that can make some noise there, especially in Miami dealing with a first-year coach. He is Brad Powers. Uh, I know he'll be at the uh, South Point tomorrow, firing away at some numbers Chris Andrews and company put out. Brad, always a pleasure, man. We'll talk to you soon. Great stuff, Brad. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. And apparently, I just need to talk to Brad Powers oh all the time. Oh, my God. I'm looking at this game like, no! Oh, oh, the Celtics are winning, Sean. Oh, what, what happened? Oh, my gosh. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com Peacock for more information. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 109 to 103. Boston Celtics have the lead, Sean King. I don't know what kind of alternate universe you're living in. I I see a a Warrior sweep. I mean, what are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, I don't know what. Like, man, Derek White and Al Horford have gone crazy, Tim. And they are here playing like Prime Larry Bird. And the defense has stepped up here in the fourth quarter for the Celtics. They have outscored Golden State 29-11 to in this fourth quarter. Uh, prior to Peyton Pritchard missing a uh, an open look there, the Celtics were a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven from three, and the majority of that coming from, as Sean alluded to, Al Horford and Derek White. Think about this for a moment. There's three minutes and 47 seconds to go in the NBA Finals game one. And Jason Tatum is three of 17 and the Boston Celtics lead by six. Hmm. 
That's not that's not great for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it's a lot of time. There's about four minutes left in the game. There's with yeah. Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson, with with that offense. There is you're absolutely right. There is an eternity left uh, in this game. So uh, we Al will. Al Horford see. is oh. feeling it. He just hit a baseline jumper. Al's like, someone like dunk on him or something. This like is that? like my first time getting his- invited to this party. I'm gonna make sure that they know I was here. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, if Horford's going to play like this, I guess Boston does have a chance. Well, I think what happened was, Sean, uh, that, you know, Al Horford finds any reason to, uh, to, to get motivated. And, you know, someone at the, at the Chase Center said, Sean King says you're getting swept. <laughs> Go find the culprit now. And, and Al Horford said, oh, really? And now he's got 23 points and six threes. That's Dre Wan. You guys is Hall of Famer, not mine. Misses a free throw. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a heck of a performance by Boston. I mean, JVT, you, a lot of smart people were on Boston, you know, plus the points in this game. Seems like the right size. Like the right size. I'm getting a little excited. I got to get the wet the whistle. This so, uh, surprises you, though. This this surprises even you. Well, for them to outscore the Golden State Warriors by 20 in the fourth quarter, yes, this uh, this does surprise me. Well, a, just a to be bit. up 111-103 with Tatum not having a good game. Well, and I think that's the biggest thing, and I think that has to be worrisome a bit to the Warriors, right? I mean, I know that you, you went in full peacock mode uh, in the third quarter there uh, calling for a sweep, but to just, me, that – that I mean, first that first half was was eye opening. The fact that the Celtics led despite I thought playing rather poor defense, and and then the third quarter was was tremendous. So um, no, I didn't. Did I see a dominant fourth quarter coming from the Celtics? Absolutely not. Did I see Al Horford <laughs> going going Steph Curry? No, but. Uh, you know, they do, they do. I mean, the Derek white acquisition at the trade deadline has just proven, uh, has paid so much dividends uh, time after time in this postseason. He has been unbelievable tonight. 21 points for Derek white. I think I looked at an over under for him, Sean pregame around like eight and a half or something like that. So, you know, Derek white has been a, has been a key cog and, Celtics with the ball here, a chance to make it a double-digit lead uh, in this fourth quarter. And I don't want to be down on Tatum because he has not shot the ball well, but he's still plus nine. Yeah, he's 12 assists. He's plus nine, you know, in his uh, ratio as far as being on the court. Now, the fascinating part for me, let's just say this series plays out like this. Like Boston's best avenue pathway to winning is for Tatum to continue to create. And Horford and Jalen Brown have multiple games like this. Who wins MVP? Um, well, right now, I mean. Because, I mean, Horford has 23 and 5. Jalen Brown has 24 and 5. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say because, look, I mean, after three games, and I know I keep bringing up 2015, but after three games in 2015, you know, nobody thought that Andre Iguodala, as Marcus Smart hits a corner three, cha-ching, um, nobody thought that this would be, that would be Andre Iguodala's, you know, award to lose, um, or to win, I should say. So I think we still have a long ways to go, but I would say Jalen Brown is someone I, I trust more 
than Al Horford. Al Horford had that game against the Bucks, and then, you know, he's going to come back down to earth. I think Jalen Brown uh, with, you know, he, he averaged 23 and seven uh, against the Miami Heat. I think he's certainly capable uh, of, of keeping this sustained offensive attack. And I, I don't even think Jalen Brown's really played all that well offensively today. So uh, I would lean towards Jalen Brown. I think there's a lot of sentiment for Al Horford. Great guy, great career, never got to this point. Now he's finally gotten here. If he averages a double-double in this series, he's a threat to win MVP. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just, what, like what I said, Sean, I just, I don't know if it's necessarily sustainable for Al Horford well, I offensively. Because Golden State plays such, that when they play small ball, I thought that, It'd be a tough matchup for Looney because of Horford's ability to extend and knock down threes. So he can't just play under the basket. Because Jalen Brown's not winning it. He just signed with, with Donda Sports. He's not winning it. They're not allowing a I mean, do you do you want to continue your hot takes? Your hot takes are not on a uh, on a stellar level here tonight. Why? Why not? Well, I don't I don't know. Do we do we have the capabilities to replay what you said about thirty minutes ago, which was this would be a sweep? Yeah, I was peacocking a little bit. But a little bit? Yeah. Mm. The game's not over yet. Whoa, whoa, Marcus Smart's hitting threes. I mean, they're raining threes right now. Mm, 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 mm. In Golden State, they went in a drought. They had 92 at the end of the third, if I'm not mistaken. And they got, what, 103 now? Are you going to blame this on bad shooting, or are you going to actually give the Celtics some credit for good defense? Uh... I think Golden State let their foot off the gas, and oh, okay. when they tried Man, to, when I, they tried to press know. the gas pedal back down, the car was too far in front of them. What do the Celtics need to do to get your to get your approval? Like do, if they win this series in seven, you'd be like, well, they didn't win it in six. So. No, nah, not at all, not at all. <laughs> yeah, Boston's on a seventeen zero run. Is that good or bad? I can't. I remember. mean, that's tremendous if you have Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, One you, minute you, you to could go. have played an alternate line on Boston and made them the favorite and picked up a bunch well, of Well, I mean, not if they listen to you after you proclaim sweep here. Well, I, my sweep was in-game. Mm. Well, Horford and one. It's going to be fascinating. I mean, Boston is presenting some issues for, uh, for Golden State. We're going to see Steve Kirk. Can he make the adjustments? You know, uh, they dominated two periods of this game, and then there was one period, the second, that seemed to kind of be even, but this fourth period, they've been thoroughly outplayed. I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors. I mean, Boston moving but the do. ball fluidly. They're knocking down shots. They're attacking the, the boards. Al Horford right now. Ball, mm. 25, 25 and 6. Mm. Efficient. 9 of 12 from the field. 6 of 8 from 3. I mean, he's shooting as good as stuff. You wanna, are you ready to put that check mark next to that cigar bet? You oh, yeah, wait? I, can, I can go ahead and do that for tonight. Yeah, yes. Yeah, this, let me let yeah. me do nice that. Nice call by you, man. You know, every once in a while, I, every once in a while, I tell you don't don't play against the Giants when Sandy Alcantara is pitching. Uh, you know, don't don't uh, proclaim sweep when it's the third quarter of Game One. Sometimes, is that, is you know, that considered a mush? Hmm. Did I mush myself? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. So it is uh, It is all but over in game one. The Boston Celtics have obliterated the Golden State Warriors in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, what a tale of two quarters. Uh, it was a two-point game at the half. The Golden State Warriors take the third quarter 38-24. to And right now, Sean, the Boston Celtics have outscored the Golden State Warriors 40-13 to in the fourth quarter. Yeah. This they've, got, isn't- they've got a graphic up. Horford, Brown, and White, 21, 24, and 26 points. Smart with 18, Tatum with 12. Yeah. They shot a lot of threes tonight, too, which is but that, interesting. Let me let me pull this up exactly that, right before we go to break. 21 of 41 from three. So they shot over 50% from three. I don't think that's sustainable. So at least Golden State can look at that. Well, you could, you could play that card. You could also play the fact that Jason Tatum, who averaged uh, about 27 points per game in the conference finals, has 12 on 3 of 17 shooting. Celtics going to take game one. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Sean King over there at the wonderful Circus Studios in downtown Las Vegas. I am studio side here as it has gone final. The Boston Celtics 120, the Golden State Warriors 108. Sean, uh, true or false, you can't sweep a team if you lose a game. Oh, yeah, Golden State can get swept. (laughs) It can still be a sweep, just not the way I anticipated. <laughs> oh man. Hats off to Boston, man. What a performance. You know, what a balanced uh well all around game that they played. You know, con- contributions from a lot of different guys. You know, never kind of got down, never panicked when they went down. I think Golden State went up about 13, 14 at one point. And uh hey, you know, we've seen Golden State do this in the playoffs, you know, where they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit, kind of try and float through some games. And their opponents in the Western Conference, you know, never really made them pay for it, you know, but Boston looks like they're a different animal. Impressive performance in that fourth quarter, 120 to 108, the final score, 40 to 16, Sean, the fourth quarter. What a tale of two quarters in the second half. 56-54 at the break, a pretty evenly played game. And then the third quarter, the Warriors start – Doing Warriors things, running away from uh, from their opponent, uh, but the Celtics were were just unconscious in that in that fourth quarter. And you know you've been calling for the Warriors, and I think you'll see it at times uh, throughout this series where Jordan Poole or Otto Porter or Andrew Wiggins will step up. But it was the Celtics' uh, second tier, right, of Al Horford. And Derek White, those were the two heroes uh, early on in that fourth quarter during that 17-0 run, Sean, uh, that really turned the, uh, the 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 stem the tide, so to speak, as Al Horford finishes with 26 and Derek White finishes with 21. So it was the 
you know, the the secondary pieces for the Boston Celtics that helped lift them up. And uh, and now they have a 1-0 lead and did what they uh, had to do coming on the road uh, in game one. Yeah, I think uh, very impressive performance, you know, and I think when you look at Boston and how they've won in the playoffs, it's always a different other that steps up. It was Grant Williams, I think, in mm. you game, know, seven, against game seven against the Bucks. You know, um, tonight it was Derek White. You know, it's been Pritchard at times. It, it just seems like the guys that come into the game, they play with such confidence. Um, the pieces fit. Like, everything kind of seems to work. Grant Williams, or not Grant Williams, but uh, R. Williams, the center, he played good tonight. You know, impacted some, contested some shots at the rim on the defensive side, caught a couple lobs on some Jalen Brown, you know, forays to the basket. You know, they all kind of step up when they need to. And, and then the consistent thing is they play with great energy and great effort from start to finish on the defensive end. Their only Achilles heel has been turnovers. And I thought, you look at it, they had 12 tonight, but two less than than Golden State. So that's really been the only thing that's kind of kept them, you know, from being even more dominant, in my opinion. So I want to get uh, back to breaking this game down. But, uh, you know, as a a gambling network, we want to be one of the first to tell you what the new line is. Uh, We do have it out. DraftKings has posted a game two line, game two Sunday night uh, in, uh, in San Francisco. Golden State minus four. So Golden State closed a three-and-a-half-point underdog, or excuse me, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and now they are a four-point favorite uh, for Game 2 with a total of 215-and-a-half. So, you know, remember, Sean, the total for Game 1 opened 210-and-a-half and closed 214, and everybody was able to cash there because the over came home with ease of 228 uh, was the total there. So an easy cash for anyone who who went with the over in this game. But 215 and a half with a uh, with Golden State minus four. Um, and uh, the series price adjusted. Uh, Golden State is uh, now plus 150. Boston minus 175. So, you know, remember, after... Boston lost game one to Miami. I quickly jumped on the Celtics at plus 120. Uh, I think you're going to see, I would think you're going to see some similar uh, following of suit here, Sean, uh, with Golden State grabbing the plus 150 that's available at DraftKings. What what would you do in this situation? Oh, I get Golden State plus money, and I'm not changing my pre-flop opinion. I'm sticking with Steph Curry and the Warriors. Uh, give credit where credit is due. Excellent game one by Boston. I'm definitely going to jump on the plus 150 to win the series uh, on on the Golden State side, you know, and we'll play it out. Uh, I do have a beef to pick. Why is this game on Sunday and not Saturday? Uh, that would be a TV executive uh, discussion. Uh, I believe, I'm assuming that uh, Sunday night ratings are better than Saturday night ratings. That would be my uh, first I mean, guess. They, they they've been doing this. Stretch the finals out over a month. Uh, two and a half weeks. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I, I still, you know, I, I, um, you know, everyone's going to talk about the zigzag. I, I think golden state will win game two. I think they'll make the proper adjustments. And, and I said it, you know, all, all week, I think the Celtics will win this series. I have them to win the series, no but shot. I also think this goes seven. Yeah, I, I, no I think shot. this is go- <laughs> Hey, Hey, uh, Hey Nick and, and Taylor, can we go ahead? Can we at some point 
because I was going to be nice. Look, I, I'm a nice guy. Oh. But but now Sean's still trying to drop the no shot. It's sarcasm. You know? it, it, laugh yeah. a little. Live a little. Yeah. Let your hair down. Allow well, yourself to be joked on. Joke on I, others. I, I, I would laugh if you just uh, wouldn't stop peacocking on. on, on How am I peacocking, Boston? I mean, Boston whooped Golden State's butt. Can we? Can we get? Uh, like no, a no, we can't. No, we can't. Later in the show? No, no, no we I can't. Mean, I, well, I think we can. Maybe if you want, if you want to talk about something, talk about how my Reds won again. Cincinnati, let's go, oh, Big they Red. Did yes, congratulations. That's right, baby. Congratulations. We'll be five hundred here before you know it. No, they're not. All right. You know how many games under 500 they are? Are they going to go I'm, on a 13 I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. By the way, oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, who, who I can't repeat the word that he said on Twitter about me, but for three segments, and Jason, you could attest to this, three segments last night, Sean's telling us, all, oh, oh, the Marlins, oh, they're fade. Got to fade the Marlins. Marlins, Marlins, Marlins. I love the Giants, 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 Giants. And I'm like, I wouldn't do that. Sandy Alcantara's pitching seven scoreless for a guy that had a .84 ERA over the last five games. No big deal, you know. But, hey, you keep peacocking over your last place Reds, who are still 13 games back in the division and have – Four teams in front of them. Hey, look at the mighty Pirates. They went out to uh, L.A. Maybe the NL Central is a little better than you expected. So <clears throat> while you're peacocking, I got my phone out. And at 11.13 a.m. this morning, I text, uh, hope your son feels better, but also I'm laying off the Giants. Belt, Ruff, and Longoria not expected to play. That but text, me- No, that text was sent to you at 11.13 a.m. this morning. But we had a we had a television show last night. I know, but I didn't I didn't I, could, I didn't have the uh, Giants roster. If I'd have known that all three of those guys weren't weren't playing, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt you, like that. But but this is the most backhanded thing ever from Sean. Sean refuses to take any responsibility. I told you that Sandy Alcantara was going to deal. Of course, when three of their important. bats, when three of their bombers aren't aren't lined up on oh the. Oh my uh, god! Sandy Alcantara had gone five straight outings. Allowing what three runs? In hey, those look, outs? look! I sent the text. I laid off the game. And I had my own reasons. To take stuff off the hook. It worked out. I let you know way before the game started. To our to our listeners, because they didn't get the text message. Yeah, I probably should have sent it out on Twitter. To those, yeah. I apologize, but I did. Well, hopefully, they listened to me, and I, and I thought I made a pretty good point. Telling you that it wasn't. What, why are we talking baseball? What were we doing? Game one well, of the because NBA the Reds finals. won. I mean, come on, and they're probably going to win tomorrow. G- good, yeah, because the Nats suck. And I told you my one preseason bet was the season win total under Nats, and you gave me all this grief. Oh, how could you do that against your favorite team? You're a hater because they're terrible. You're a hater. No, they're the worst team in baseball. No, That's you're what a hater. Well, I, I may be a hater, but you know, after I enjoyed that parade that you'll never enjoy as a Rays fan. I uh, I got to sit back and and fade my team. Don't ever say never. Well, uh, I didn't. I said never on sweep, and that's what exactly is not going to happen in game one in the NBA Finals. One twenty to one hundred eight. Celtics a thumping in the fourth quarter, winning forty to sixteen, and they take a one zero series lead. They're a four point underdog in game two. We'll take a look at uh, how the player props came home uh, in this game. Al Horford going bonkers. Derek White, 
uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, maybe a, a positive for the Celtics. They won, and Jason Tatum had just 12 points. We'll take a look inside that box score next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter better Year-round, check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Sean King, Tim Murray with you. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Game one of the NBA Finals in the books. The Celtics win it 120-108. to So speaking of those betting splits, if you... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You are a fader of the public. Well, uh, you were able to cash on that. And uh, also, you were able to cash on the under in the Oilers Avalanche game. It was not a great day. We'll talk to Chris Andrews, Sean, coming up top of the hour. Uh But I think a lot of people uh, rolled with the Warriors tonight. And I think a lot of people rolled with the over in the Avs Oilers tonight. And uh, both of those sides uh, did not come up with cash in the pocket. So I have to imagine it was probably a pretty good night for the folks behind the counter and the, for the folks who uh like me like to uh fade the public from time to time. I don't I don't buy that just because our opinions were out pre-public seismic shift towards Golden State. So Yeah, but we you kind of got caught up in it, but but we we I think I think I mean Look, I wasn't going to change my opinion um, on if the public was betting Boston, right. but I, I I had a hunch that you know just the way the wind was blowing. Um, and look, I'm not unlike my partner. I'm not peacocking about a series yet. Here's, uh, I will here's, pe- here's how I look at this game. I will too. peacock about tonight. Golden State was the right side. They had a 12 point lead coming into the fourth quarter. They were down at half. Yeah, but but they were they had, a, they, had a, they had a 12 point lead at the start of the fourth quarter and got outscored by 24 points in the fourth the right. quarter. You they were the right side. 
cannot pull that out of your. No, they were the right side. They were not. They lost by double digits. Yeah, they were. They were up double digits coming into the fourth quarter. They got Ooh, outscored right. by twenty-four points, like in a game where they scored. Who was winning? Thirty-two and thirty-eight in the first and third periods. They scored sixteen total points in the fourth. Well. Someone said they had bad defense. They were overrated. That would be uh, not me. That would be the other one of uh, one of us. I still feel like Golden State was the right side. We didn't cash any tickets. So. Oh, you can go. Yeah, you can go down to the the counter there with your second. You half think they'll let me cash it if I go out like you know Golden State was the right side? Like I get a I sympathy mean, cash. And they'll say they'll say, um, Mr. King, number one, get out of my face. Number two, <laughs> the Celtics were winning at halftime, and yet. They were the right side. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, you you believe what you believe there, Sean. Whatever whatever reality you want to live in, that's cool, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, we can do that. Uh, by the way, on Twitter, you can always hit us up at one Tim Murray yeah, at somebody Sean said King. I mushed them at Hillbilly Jim eighty eight. Big King mushed the s out of them. Hashtag content. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> they were up twelve. I was peacocking. I was talking about sweeping. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, goodness. That's as, why they play uh, the our, games, though. As our loyal as our loyal uh, listener, SMG, said, Tim saying Sean is peacocking already after three quarters of game one. You were. Your feathers were out. You were, you were strutting. But that You're lets you know that Golden State was the right side. They were up 12 going into the fourth. I don't – do they – Hey, listen. If we could fast forward – if we could fast forward every stop, game – and give Stop. me Golden State up 12 Sean? going into the fourth quarter. I'd take it every game. Sean, how many NBA games have we watched together? Four minutes left in the fourth, I know. Thank you. I know. What was the score with four minutes left in the fourth quarter? I think Golden State was down five or six. They were down six. Yeah. So you can't pull you're this. Right. I can't. They I, were the yeah. right side. I, you're when right. you, out of your own mouth, you're have right. reached Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Well, with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, the right side, the Boston Celtics, led by six. Yeah. That was a travesty what happened tonight. Don't, hmm. don't get discouraged, my Warrior uh, fans. Listen, the, the Warriors are the right side in this yep. series. The great thing is now we get the Warriors at a price plus 150 to win the series. So we actually get to make a, a, a little money here. Because trust me, this this is four one. This is over. Like I don't see Boston winning another game, Tim. Well, here's the thing. I mean, they shot you, fifty plus percent from three. That's not happening again. Jason Tatum shot three of seventeen. That's not happening again either. Um, but I'll say this, Sean: If folks listen to the nightcap, you could have the Celtics at plus one forty five, like your boy, uh-huh. and now you could go get Warriors plus one fifty, and you're good. As you would say, you're Gucci. You can lock in that profit after just one game. Now nah, you know I don't roll like that. I, well, well, you also didn't listen to me, and uh, you, you, you said Golden State in five and six, which is still available. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's a done deal. That's a four. Like they were up twelve going into the fourth. I'm not worried about what happened in the fourth quarter tonight. It won't repeat itself. Here's what I here's what I know. Boston shot. Three less threes than Golden State, but made two more. That will regress back in a negative way on the Boston side and in a positive way 
on the Golden State side. It, it always does. Okay. Okay. Boston only turned the ball over 12 times. They're going to turn it over 20-plus in a couple of these games. That's what they do. Now, if uh, Boston comes out and wins game two, by the way, I'll be strongly and heavily backing Golden State in uh, well, game you, two. I mean, you got to because how much how much did you lose tonight? You lost pre-flop. <laughs> you lost halftime. So. I, <laughs> I should get credit for halftime. Because they were right. up going into the fourth. I should get credit. The only one who gets credit is Jason, who took the third quarter. Yeah. That was a winning bet. That was a great play by he, Jason. He's a smart Good man. Call. I got beat up in baseball, too, because I had the Orioles. They were tied 6-6. They ended up losing 7-6 in extra innings. Oh, I had the Cardinals tonight. They lost to the Cubs. Cubs playing some good baseball right now. I know. It's not helpful for your Reds there. But yeah, it is. The Cardinals lost. It was a win-win for me. Both teams were in the Central. You got you got a whole lot of people to jump there, so we're fine. Uh, you just let let the Reds do what the Reds are doing. By the way, the Reds won eight one today against the AAA team. Yeah, I did hit a, a nice little ticket early this morning. I had the Rays on the run line. They ended up winning three one over the Rangers. So get the White Sox in town. I like the Rays this week against the White Sox. I think those prices are going to be big, but but I do like the Rays to potentially sweep. Outside of the Dylan C start, I like the Rays and all the other games. All right, let's uh, let's just put a bow on uh, on what we saw tonight. One twenty to one hundred eight. Jason Tatum he goes under his player prop of points. However, uh, facilitating all over the place for Jason Tatum. Thirteen assists and you know turnovers have been his uh, his bugaboo. And he finishes with 13 assists and two turnovers. So really nice performance there. But assists, the only thing he goes over. Uh, Jalen Brown just goes under his player prop, finishes with 24, uh, but does have seven boards and five assists as uh, he finishes with uh, over point, over rebounds, over assists, and over his PRA. So a pretty solid performance uh, from Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart goes over his player prop. Of 14 and a half, he finishes with 18. And uh, Al Horford goes well over his player prop to 26. And Derek White uh, easily over his player prop, finishing with 21 off the bench. As for the Warriors, Steph Curry, uh, if you played his over, Sean, you felt pretty good in the first quarter. He had 21 in the first quarter. And uh, that was the most points scored in a quarter in the NBA Finals since Jordan in 93. Uh, He goes over his three-point prop. Uh, he had seven in this game, Sean. Does Steph Curry, 34 points, five assists, five rebounds. So uh, pretty much everything he goes over outside of assists there for Steph. Klay Thompson, we said it last night. Uh, Doug Kazarian said it. Uh, under Klay Thompson points, uh, he finishes with 15. Andrew Wiggins goes over his points. He has 20. And uh, Jordan Poole off the bench. A pretty quiet night. Nine points for Jordan Poole tonight. So Steph goes over. This is why Draymond Green is not a Hall of Famer. You went through all of that and never did you say he stunk tonight. Draymond scored four points. He was 2 of 12 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, 0 of 3 from the free throw line, and six turnovers. And nobody will say that's why the Warriors lost. But a Hall of Famer played like that. That's why he's not a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He's going to get in. You can have your opinion. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's, it's like the argument of Eli Manning. Yeah. You could say he's not, 
He will be, but you can Stuck hold that up, opinion. Draymond. He's one of the best defensive players of a generation. Yeah. Chris Andrews, next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.